0: Everyone, welcome to Backstory Sessions. I'm your host Matt. We hope you enjoy this episode.
1: Hey, everybody! It's Kat, and I want to welcome you to this special episode of Backstory Sessions. I'm joined today by my co-host Matt. Hey Matt.
2: Hey
0: Kat. Hey everyone. How are you?
1: This is really a special edition of Backstory Sessions for us. Uh, it was actually your idea. It was? Uh, I believe it was. Um, I'd mm. be happy to take credit for it because it's a great idea.
0: But... Well, I mean, I, I I don't remember, but I mean, I guess it's true.
1: Okay, well, um, so it was my idea to have this great episode (laughs) where we would um, invite back some guests that we have had previously on the show and catch up with what may be happening with them since we last talked.
0: Hmm, that sounds like something I would say.
1: It did sound like that, but um, it's probably coming back to you now. So I won't get to keep the, it was my idea for the whole episode. But, well, you know, you, it was a great, great idea.
0: And you agreed to it, so, I mean.
1: I agree to everything that you say. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, it's like, I agree. Uh, but, you know, some of them we talked to pre-pandemic And then during the pandemic, and then now as we're starting to find the new normal. So it's been really interesting from that perspective just to watch the changes and now get to hear what is happening in the new normal.
0: Yeah, I know uh, we got quite a lot of uh, response when we sent out emails to people and uh, asked if they wanted to be on again. so this is going to be a multi part uh i guess multi podcast episode thing the sequel
2: yeah
0: <laughs> yeah uh i know there's probably going to be at least what four of them
1: yes um because you know people like us or love us
0: yeah we... yeah well you know it's uh it's a good problem to have so i know we have like uh people who are sort of local to us and uh then we have other more i guess the i mean everybody's a celebrity to us but um you know the more i would say well-known people
2: it,
1: i would say los angeles based primarily
0: yeah so. yeah true yeah so there are there are some other places but uh yeah,
1: that's true. Yeah. Um, I, but mostly actors, um, comedians, and um, singers, I would say, were our group of celebrities, yeah, as we're
0: calling them. Yeah. And then, uh, so we have four people in this episode that we're gonna talk to. And, uh, uh do you want to talk about them at all, or do you just want to? Like, let the listener listen and be surprised.
1: <laughs> I'm always thinking the element of surprise is great. Um, although, <laughs> since our episode is one day late releasing, that surprise wasn't exactly that great.
0: No, no, it was not. Uh, you know, it. Uh, so this is, I guess we should tell them that, like, this is the second or third time that we've recorded this intro and had some issues with it uh previously and uh so maybe the third time's a charm
1: well i'm sure it is but you know matt decided that he would think it was pretty funny if he just like pretended to talk And then when it came down to it, I was the only voice on there. So it would make me look crazy (laughs) like I'm talking to myself. So he thought that was funny. Um, But you see, you know.
0: Yeah, actually, I think what happened is, um, and I don't know this for sure, but it's the only thing that makes sense is when I hooked everything up, I didn't plug the microphone in all the way. And uh, (laughs) so it didn't record me when we... uh, did the last intro for this
1: well i'm just sticking with my story i think it's better so uh <clears> if... think the listener can draw their own conclusion sure sure yeah all right what really happened
0: so we have uh four really interesting guests this uh, in this episode and uh you know um i you know they they come from different backgrounds two of them are from sort of similar backgrounds but uh uh, the other two are different than that um and it'll be interesting hearing how they've survived the not survived but how they've gotten through the (laughs) pandemic and uh you know the different things that have happened to them during that and since then and uh uh I think it'll be an interesting episode for sure.
1: Yes, there could be love and marriage and
0: <laughs> lottery
1: winnings. I mean, who that, knows what could have happened?
0: That's true. Yeah. Well, so I know, I know that none of those things have really happened for us. Like uh, we have not won the lottery, that I know of, unless you're holding out on me.
1: Oh, I might be.
0: <laughs> could be.
1: Um, yeah. So, again, <laughs> those things could have happened.
0: <laughs> <coughs> yeah, uh, but they did not, so, um... Uh, not... Well,
1: you, you, you don't know that, because we well, haven't talked to them. The,
0: well, no, I mean, it, they haven't, like, happened for us i mean we haven't won the lottery that i know of well i personally have not (laughs) let's put it that way cat may or may not have i i don't know but um yeah so anyway i think we should uh let the listeners uh listen to this episode so Uh, The way it's going to work is, we, you know, there's really not a lot of intro for each person. It's just like, hey, welcome back. And, uh, you know, and then at the end, we say, thanks for being here. And then it goes right into the next one. So um, uh, just so you're aware if you're looking for a specific person
1: yeah one stops and the next one begins because the show must go on
0: right yeah i mean we want i'm trying to keep them to a a, you know i guess a reasonable amount of time and uh, you know the more time that we spend on intro and stuff like that then the uh longer the episode is so maybe I should show. less
1: shoddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: So maybe I should be quiet and let the episode start.
1: <laughs> hey Corey Taylor and welcome back to backstory sessions. We wanted to catch up with you and see what is new.
3: Yeah, I am so glad to be back. Um so last time that we spoke I was teaching and uh you you all did the episode of uh teaching during the pandemic and um we did like a follow up episode and so I never um I never thought I would be saying this but I have actually quit teaching since then so a lot has changed since we last spoke
2: wow,
1: wow that is a big change uh, quite unexpected for you and I'm sure for the listeners. So, uh, so how long have you been away from teaching?
3: Um, So, uh, this past December, I officially resigned from my teaching position and it was not an easy decision at all, but um, anybody teaching right now during the pandemic, I, they totally understand. Like... That's something I will say, the amount of support that I've got, especially from my fellow teachers, um, has been incredible. And I was really afraid, like, maybe people would be mad at me or how could you do that? And um, But no, everybody's been totally understanding. And even my administration, when I told them, you know, my decision to resign, they were understanding. Um, And so really the decision came out of um, during teaching, during the pandemic, um, I struggled a lot as most. Teachers did, and and I know we've you know got maybe about 20, 30 minutes. I won't go into all the details because it could be like an hour episode if we talked about <laughs> teaching right now. Hey, well, you know, we're
1: always open to that. <laughs> well, <laughs> just
3: so many so many things, and, and so many teachers would say different things. For me, it, it just changed so much. And even when we tried to return to normalcy, it was really hard to do. And there were all these i trying to word this the best I can. There are so many obstacles to actually getting to teaching. And I felt like maybe 25% of my day was actually teaching. The rest was being mask monitor or reminding kids how to act in the classroom. Because remember, they've been out of the classroom for probably two years um, or close to it. Or if they came to school, it was some sort of hybrid model and they had to space out. So, I mean, it, it was just trying to return to normalcy was so much harder, I think, than people anticipated. Right. And through that, and something I'm super open about, through that, um, I started to see a therapist. And I had not I had never, I guess I always thought you had to go through something traumatic, I guess, to go to therapy. Like, I, I've never in my life thought, yeah, I need to go to therapy. And it was until uh, somebody had said, you know, you're struggling a lot. Maybe you need to talk to somebody. I thought, no, nah, this isn't even that big of a deal. But now that I've gone through therapy, so I guess shout out to therapy. Um, <laughs> uh, 10 for 10 uh-huh. recommend. Like, even even if you think you don't need to go, per se, um, it's it's been a life changer for me. And so I started going to my therapist um, probably at the beginning of November. And I was just telling her all my struggles and she helped me see a lot of things a little bit more clearly because that was another thing with teaching. My head was just so fogged with all these things. And so talking with her, um, I, I realized that <clears throat> um, maybe teaching, at least not right now, is for me. So December rolled around and I hated to leave mid-year, but it, it was really one of those situations where I, I said, I don't. I don't think I would make it to May. like it was just so difficult so I I ended up quitting teaching for now um, and my therapist told me to take a couple months just to to see what I want to do so that's that's what I've been doing
1: (laughs) okay so um, have you come to any conclusions about what you might be doing next
3: Mhm. So, um, right now. I'm actually working part-time and and that was another thing that I realized about myself. I don't know how to relax <laughs> at all, right? No idea. Had no idea.
0: <laughs> I feel your pain.
3: <laughs> I, she would she told me, you know, t- so I quit in December. Uh, it was right before Christmas break. So she said, "I want you to take January and February and just relax." And and we live on a farm as I've mentioned before, and so she said, "Walk around the farm like find a new hobby, do all these things. And that was good for about a week. And then I was so, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I have to do something. Like I just, I, I kind of missed that structure, I guess. And so um, I, I got a part-time job. Um, I work, it's actually a place I used to work before. Um, it's under a different name now. It's called Blue Willow in Barberville. Um that is like a gift shop. And then the lady who owns that also owns a florist shop. So I've, I've worked at both. I've been going back both part time. Um, I love the florist shop. Like that has been so, um, so fun, honestly, like even on stressful days where we had tons and tons of orders and maybe there's a school dance going on, which is what happened yesterday. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I had to make maybe 20. days. Like it, even, even as, busy as we were and um, it was it was actually oddly relaxing if that makes sense like I guess I guess because in teaching um, I didn't get to use maybe my creative side as much as I wanted to and so yeah. this has kind of been a good creative outlet for me but um, while I'm doing that part-time I'm, I've also decided to go back to school and I'm going to get my rank one so
1: awesome so um, you feel like the creative part of you um, is sort of flourishing in the, the flower shop and you get to design the, the flowers or is it just being around plants and flowers I think is a happy kind of feeling
3: oh yeah you, I don't I, I'm I don't know how you can't be happy like in a room full of flowers <laughs> um so yeah and I mean they've been great like I've, I've never done this before so they've been really great showing me how to do it and and, you know, helping me create things. And so I've, I've really, really enjoyed it. It's
1: been really fun. You probably get to hear a lot of uh, interesting backstories, too, of people coming in to order um, flowers, maybe, that want advice on a situation would be the best, um, you know, way to go with a certain flower or whatever. So is there any, any story that stands out like that?
3: uh yeah so I've, I've only been there um I've only worked there actually probably about a week <laughs> so okay. um, it, and that's also back and forth so like I'll be at the gift shop some and then at the, the flower shop other times um but something I really and this this sounds silly but like I love helping people in a sense and like helping them make decisions on certain things so like with the dance that we we had just had um uh, flowers to make for people would tell us their dress color like what kind of flowers would go with this and so you know we 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 able to say, well, we think this type of flower, this color would look good with your dress and then totally create something unique and pretty um, for that girl, you know, whatever she was wearing. But also um, something I love is we had a guy um, he wanted 45 roses for his, I think, wife fiance I don't know if they're married or not or um but 45 roses for her 40, 45th birthday and I thought that was so sweet and also like roses are really expensive and he wants 45 so <laughs> but and I thought that was really sweet you know you you get to see um how people care for others too and I, I think that was so sweet too that he wanted to do that for his for his wife uh 45 roses
1: for her 45th birthday. Yes, I mean, you know, I love that story. That's uh, maybe I need to work in a flower shop. I'm starting <laughs> to think <laughs> sounds like a place for me. Um, so, um, you're going to get rank one in education, or are you going to try a different field? Or well,
3: it, and it's it's kind of funny, I guess, because I, I said. You know, I love teaching and I and I did, but as humbly as I can say it, I'm good at education and I hate to leave it entirely and not to mention all the money I have put into several degrees in education. Right. So, you know, when I thought about what do I want to, and that, that's been, I've really appreciated this uh, season of change and reflecting on what I, what I want to do with my life. And it's really forced me to do that because I think, had I not left teaching, I would have stayed in teaching and I probably wouldn't have been happy. And so I think I, this has been a great opportunity for me to reflect on what I want to do. And and ultimately, I would like to stay in education. And so <clears throat> I'm going to get my rank one in principalship. So um, we'll see. We'll see what happens.
1: Oh, Miss Taylor. <laughs> <In my heart. laughs>
3: well, and when I reflect back. On teaching, I, I've had great administrators. Do not get me wrong; I, have, I really have. But a lot of things, especially pandemic, post-pandemic, I would think, well, maybe, maybe we can do it this way, or maybe, maybe this be a good idea. And not that administration didn't listen to us, because they did. But I just I felt like I had some really good ideas on some things, and. I, I don't know, I, I never, if you would have asked me five years ago, hey, do you ever want to be a principal? No, absolutely not, no way. <laughs> <laughs> but now, may, maybe, and, and even if I don't, even if I don't pursue a job in principalship, um, at least I've got my rank one. And so it, it, let's say I do decide to go to, back to the classroom one day. You know, that's that's more pay with your rank one, and it does open more opportunities for you in the field of education. So maybe not, you know, a principal, but maybe, something in leadership or, or, or some other position in education it is what I would like to do. But as far as in the classroom and, you know, as of now, no, that's not, that's not where my heart is in terms of education. I think the way I explained it to somebody and it's, it's really the best I can explain it. I feel I've gotten everything out of the classroom and I'm not, you know, I think a lot of people also thought, I she don't want to be in the classroom because of whatever reason and and really, it's I do feel I've gotten everything I can out of teaching in the classroom. So I, I think really when it boils down to it, I'm just ready for a new adventure in, in education. But something new, something different. Because something else my therapist helped me realize is I get burnt out very easily. Um, so I, maybe I'm just burnt out in teaching and, and needing something new. So.
1: All right. Well, it sounds like you're on a very good path and uh, change can be good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad that we're getting an update on all the new happenings. And I can't wait till the next time we talk with you to to see where uh, the new chapter has taken you.
3: Yes. And, and one thing that I would like to just say is if if you feel like you need to talk to somebody, do not hesitate. Do not be embarrassed because I, I think that's another thing is people are maybe embarrassed to speak to somebody. Don't. I, I wish I would have started speaking to a therapist before I even thought I needed to. Like It's been totally life-changing for me. So I guess a little plug here at the end. Don't talk to somebody if, if you feel like you need to or maybe if you don't feel you need to. It's just been so beneficial for me. So I just I like to share that with people because of what it's done for me.
1: Yes, definitely. We we have tried to cover some um, mental health issues with um, Aaron Stevens, um, who is a counselor. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that he also had a very positive, like, taking the stigma away. Um, so we are very supportive of that. And uh, I hope that, you know, the listeners, if, if that applies to them, um, I hope that they will find someone that you know they're able to talk to that that fits with um their plans and goals and needs so absolutely well miss taylor um you know it's been a pleasure as always to have you and uh you Know, I want to know some more. Uh, I think like Valentine's next year, we could do like an episode on you know talking <laughs> to flower stop people and all the love stories or whatever. So,
3: so I wasn't working there for Valentine's Day, and apparently, because I, I had made a comment, Wow, we're really busy today, and they all looked at me like
1: you've not even been here for Valentine's Day, <laughs> so yes, yeah, so. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> If you make it to then, if you're still working there, or uh, I imagine proms and things like that. Oh, yeah, I was going to ask, do you get, like, any little gentlemen, you know, for their first school dance or that kind of thing, uh, coming in to to pick out a flower or something like
2: that?
3: Yeah, there was uh, yesterday. um, So, there was actually a coronation last night, and then tonight is a middle school dance. So, we actually had two events going on and um yesterday, um a younger gentleman came in and
1: got something for his date, and it was super cute, so you <laughs> that's sweet, and you know Mother's Day's coming up, which i I think that um well, I know for greeting cards, that's the biggest day, I believe, probably mm-hmm. a lot for flowers too on Mother's Day, so
2: mm-hmm.
1: for sure yeah so all right well um you know take care of yourself and all the animals and all the people and the flowers and you know just everybody
3: well thank you and i'm so happy to talk to you all anytime um i will never pass up an opportunity to talk to the two of you so
1: Well, hello, Jeremy Bryant. Welcome back to Backstory Sessions. We're so happy to have you back and hear about the new things that are happening.
4: Oh, Good afternoon. Thank you for having me back.
1: Well, uh, you know, last time that we visited with you was at Kentucky Creative, and so update us on all the, it was just opening at that time. So uh, how's that going?
2: It's
4: going pretty well. This first year, we're going to be coming up on a year in May, has been a bit unpredictable. Um, a lot of spitballing, trying to figure out exactly what works. We've figured out what does, some things that might not. And um, at this point, you know, we're really trying to thicken up the revenue stream. Um, food has done better than art and crafts. It's <laughs> above and beyond, actually. Which right. is not where we uh, started. That <laughs> food was really supposed to meant to just get people in the door for the art and it's actually basically supplanted the art and crafts as opposed to supplementing that. So right. that's been a little bit of a curveball that we're trying to uh, figure out that how we're gonna complement the art with the food, exactly where we go from here, that type of thing.
1: Yeah. So um I mean, there's some incredibly talented artists that you've been able to showcase. So um, I know you had some singers and performers there. And, um, uh, you know, I think it's definitely like I've enjoyed going to hear people perform there and look at all the art. And it's just the talent is amazing. So um, and the first year with COVID and all of that, I mean, you had a lot of things to deal with.
4: Oh, absolutely. Yes, we have. Um, You know, we've had some staffing issues. Um, Corbin has been amazing as far as local government to deal with. Uh, Mayor Susie Rasmus has been very supportive, as have people, you know, such as yourselves. So we've had a lot of community support. Um, We're just right now, I don't want to say figuring out our identity, but in a way, in a way we are. We're trying to figure out what works, what doesn't. We tried to diversify our revenue stream we've um, started doing some customized t-shirt printing hats mugs you know more merch type retail that type of thing um, and we've actually started to give up a little bit of space i hate to put it that way i don't want to it seem as a negative but i've actually got another company cyber solutions i've partnered with one of my friends mr aaron d's and uh, in our middle room in the gallery, we, we're now converting that over to a complete gaming room. Uh, we put a couple of gaming computers in that room just just because my staff <laughs> wanted to upload some content to YouTube. And now <laughs> we've got a million people, mainly people in their teens, wanting to come to the gallery on Saturdays just to game. So now I'm buying computers and gaming kiosks and um, I just outfitted it with some pretty hip lights, and so we'll see what happens there. But that that was not a direction that I thought we would go, but I, I don't know. It just kind of organically has developed into that, <laughs> so we'll see
1: what happens with that. No, all right. Well, it's another art form, for sure. Um, sure. Technology, and I think it's kind of like writing. When you start out writing something, uh, you have an idea of what you want want it to end up but it kind of takes on sometimes its own life and uh, goes in a whole different direction so um you know that's some of the fun of the creative part of it i think is just seeing how it all plays out so uh, i'm glad we're doing this update so people can know especially if you like gaming uh, that there's a new opportunity for that
4: absolutely
1: Well, uh, you have several things going on, not just Kentucky Creative. So you're an attorney as well. Uh, We didn't really get to talk much about that. But, um, you know, who needs to come and see you? um, Like what kind of cases if you're looking for a lawyer who can do what?
4: I generally do just about everything. There's certain practice areas I like to do more than others such as injury, workers compensation, uh, bankruptcy that those types of things. those are where I really like to practice. There are other things that I just you know I'm knowledgeable about I'll do them um, you know and whenever I mention those I mention states, those types of things. and for whatever reason you know I never really enjoyed doing contested domestic work like custody, divorces, and for whatever reason, I just started getting into them and started getting getting a name for going in and fighting for people. And all of a sudden, I get a million calls about contested <laughs> custody stuff that I really didn't intend to do. <laughs> but um, uh, but i have just you know, if they come in the door and need somebody to help them, I'll I'll go to bat for them. So about the only thing I won't do is tax law because. You know, I'm not tough enough to fight the IRS.
1: <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
4: know if anybody is. <laughs>
1: okay, people out there. <laughs> better, better do your taxes right.
4: Absolutely.
1: We yeah. Um, well, and then another interesting thing that's happening is your publishing. So tell us all about that.
4: Oh, sure. We, um. Uh... We have our first anthology with Kentucky Creative Press. I uh, was just about to send the uh, stories that are going to comprise the anthology out to the writers for uh, final revisions. So hopefully that should be coming off the press, I would think, within a couple of months. Uh, We don't have a title for it yet. I've been racking my brain. I may look at all the uh, titles of all the stories and poems that people have submitted and see if there's a catchy Name that would that would fit with our first anthology. So there's that, and I'm also involved in the Kentucky Daily, uh, which is a new news website um, in Tri County area, and hopefully beyond that, we've acquired a podcast which is Wildcat Sports Talk. Um, they've been really active here lately with the uh, 13th Regional High School Basketball Tournament. Um, the video that's circulating about the um, jeff shepherd whenever he got emotional about his boy playing in the basketball game that was uh, those guys that took that video and that one got a lot of views and a lot of shares i, I think ritz chapman might have shared it on twitter and got like 1.2 million views something like that so you know those two things as far as publishing where you know we're getting out there with the book publishing and now with uh, online news media as well
1: so uh, what um, what do you hope to accomplish with the online news?
4: Well, I think for me, we wanted to. Everybody who is involved, we wanted to have basically a news source. It's easy, and I'm not going to point fingers at any any periodical. And I might not even be talking about any periodical here per se. But it's easy for periodicals that are stuck in certain communities to not want to go against the old guards, so to speak. They don't want to challenge um, any of the old players that have been there for decades in politics or in the community or whatever. They just, It's not in yeah. their best interest. Um, so we wanted to develop something that could, in a sense, be beyond that. We didn't want to become enmeshed in the local politics or (laughs) that type of thing we wanted to develop something to push the envelope to kind of challenge to go against the grain and cover those stories that other periodicals might not want to because of you know just collateral damage that type of thing pushback so and that says, I, I hope we can develop and become big. We're looking to acquire other podcasts, hint, wink, wink, um, <laughs> <we> can... <laughs> if you know of anybody. Um, mm. So we'd like to get really big in the Eastern Kentucky area uh, and even beyond and, you know, all across Kentucky with different podcasts um, and just have just a diverse group of voices
1: well i think that's very important and um i you know i I just think like a lawyer um would probably have been the last person i expected initially uh, to be involved in um in artistic things but we had our last week's guest he was an attorney in memphis civil rights attorney and he left that to uh you know, to produce movies, to direct movies. And, um, you know, his mom was not happy about that, (laughs) um, because she had thought, you know, I, I mean, I guess that's it. Like when most people think, Oh, you're a lawyer. Well, you know, that's all, that's all you need to do. Like you've made it. So, you know, for you, what is it about being a lawyer? Um, you know that still isn't everything you want to do.
2: I
4: just I can't be married just to one one activity or one occupation. I mean, I'm I'm sitting here talking to you guys and I'm present, and I'm in the moment, but I'm literally thinking about six, seven different things at once <laughs> about either projects right. or things to do. And I just uh, I don't I don't know. That's just kind of my lifestyle. I never wanted to be a draw a paycheck. Kind of guy, and that be that. I I, I don't know. I guess I'm just restless, uh, intellectually restless, that type of thing. So I like to get into uh, just different projects, different jobs. You know, growing up, I always wanted to be an attorney, but I also always wanted to be a writer. And then you grow up a little bit more and say, man, I would like to have a a steady source of income, somewhat, and be able to put food on the table. And you can't always do that just writing and things like that. So you know, I just have a lot of different interests. Um, and I try to fulfill them as much as I can Sometimes I spread myself thin I'm normally spread thin but that's okay It's, it's worth it too
1: <laughs> I think it's safe to say Next time that we have one of these shows You'll have a lot more things to tell us Because it doesn't sound like You're stopping with just the projects That you have right now uh, If you're thinking you know Six or seven things I'm imagining You know there's going to be Some more things happening
4: yeah I think there will be and on the newest um, the newest endeavor is cyber solutions I really had no intention of getting into that business I'm really not gravitated toward anything tech wise I mean I'm kind of a gamer but that about covers it I can do basic things but then my friend just said you know he didn't want to deal with uh the more out out front aspects of running to running the business he wanted to deal with the the technological aspects of running the business and let that be that so he came to me with an opportunity to partner with him. And I said, sure, that sounds like a good idea. And so far that's been, that's been fun. Cause we're talking about creating apps, um, <laughs> different types of websites, wow. web development. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's a new endeavor. And again, another one I didn't really see coming.
1: Well, Matt, what do you think of all this?
0: Uh, it's pretty interesting. Um, you know, I could see there's a lot of opportunities out there that, uh, You know, you, you, I guess, you know, uh, I can see where I could use your services. (laughs) That's what I mean. Um, Sure. So are you in the same space that you started out in? I know there was some talk of possibly moving to a a new space in the same area. Uh, For Kentucky Creative. Yes, I'm sorry
4: yeah it's still right there um i would love and maybe that's some of the issue just on you know the the business is either hit or miss it seems it's never really steady they're either slammed down there or just it's dead and you hear crickets and maybe some of that is location you know i've whenever i go to rotary and i see people you know around town community members are always saying you need to get downtown you need to get downtown and you know, maybe I'm somewhat a believer at that, of that at this point, you know, maybe being downtown is where we need to be with the other businesses and foot traffic and things like that. Uh, but we haven't. Nothing really is opened up down there to where we could do that. So we're still in the same space, but I would be open to relocating to another prime location if we thought it would be advantageous. Yeah,
0: <clears throat> I wasn't wasn't sure if you were still planning on, on expanding like that or not. Uh i think
4: if we were to find a prime space um, that was bigger downtown better location i would probably hop right all over it. that already had a kitchen things like that that was a bit of a pain having to convert everything to that was not fitted for a kitchen over to having all those
0: fixtures and things right well you've done it once so i mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's true uh, so what's next for the publishing thing? I know you have the book coming out and, uh, you know, that, but are you like promoting other authors and that sort of thing?
4: Yeah, we've got a, uh, an agreement in principle for Walt Pennington, Walter Pennington. He was going to work on a work of historical fiction. Uh, he's a very talented writer. He really reminds me of, you know, his writing really reminded me of last of the Mohicans whenever I read it, but it was local and it was beautiful and very intricate. Um, so I think, and I need to reach out to him. It's been a minute since we spoke and I need to check his progress. Um, we are going to hopefully have some local authors like that, that we can get out here and start publishing.
0: All right. Uh,
1: so, any plans to uh, incorporate theater? Because uh, I know I've, I've heard that from some people that there's not a lot of opportunities for theater in this area. Um, so, any thoughts on uh, branching out with murder mystery dinners, or you know, any anything with a theater or performing arts?
4: Oh, I'd love to. I, I would love to have maybe somebody just pop up that has some experience in that area one of my workers was a theater major maybe i need to pick his brain a little bit more in the last anything i've ever had to do theater wise i think i was in a high school production in 2001 when i was a senior in high school and that about that about covers it so uh but i would love to get involved with community theater or uh, you you know, um, dinner theater, that type of thing. Yes. Right now. I mean, I, I just think that that's severely like, we need a venue. I don't know that, you know, we can have it at my place just because of, just because of the capacity. But at one point I said, well, maybe outdoor theater like Levi Jackson, or maybe not even Levi Jackson someplace else entirely, um, you know, and build up a stage, things like that. So, you know, I, I would love to partner with some people and put that on, um, my old drama teacher and i mr david sweet walked around corbin downtown just looking around just looking at places to see what where can we put this where is a good venue so that's a big those are the two big hurdles i see right now is finding a good venue and finding somebody really knowledgeable whose brain i could pick and you know whose skills i could utilize in order to arouse interest and get that get that going
0: cat cat don't we know someone like that (laughs)
1: Well, you know, so my thoughts um, as far as murder mysteries is that it's a good collaboration opportunity for you and restaurants, much like the trivia nights. Um, You know, that that clears up part of the space issue um, because you just need people that are really good with improv.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And then, of course, you need the murder mystery scripts to be written. But a lot of that is improv by the actors. And I just um, Brooke Sandsbury, uh and she's at Corbin School Systems. Mm-hmm. She's um, she's really interested. So I know there's a lot of people interested in theater, and that's something I would love to see happen. So uh, yeah, just you know, throwing that out there, and you're, <laughs> you're not gonna think of eight things. There, you
2: know. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, you
0: gave you a couple more. <laughs> great, I appreciate it. <laughs>
1: All right, so what is next for you? Um, you, Do you have a, like, one of these things that you're thinking of? um, Is there one more likely than the other to be the next move?
4: Well, as of right now, at least what's right in front of me, I think the biggest things on my plate, getting the anthology out, working on the news media website, uh, getting cyber solutions up and running with the gaming kiosk and the gallery, maybe getting some more art in, uh, just because we've had what's in there right now for a while, so we probably need to rotate that. Um, And we've got Barbara Willingham, who's going to put on two shows, uh, two classes, I'm sorry, over at the Carnegie uh, Library in Corbin the next two Saturdays, so we want to get out here and advertise for her and all that good stuff and celebrate her. She's a wonderful woman, wonderful artist. So, you know, from where I'm sitting, we want to take care of all those things and then we'll see what other projects rear their head.
1: Well, uh, we definitely appreciate the update on everything and we'll be promoting this uh, in our Backstory Sessions group. And uh, the listeners, I'm sure, are going to find something that appeals to them from all of the different things that you have to offer.
4: Great. I really appreciate the opportunity to speak to you
1: all.
0: Always a pleasure, Jeremy. Thank you for coming by and talking to us.
4: Good deal. Thank you,
0: guys.
1: Hey, Jonathan Stevens. Welcome back to Backstory Sessions. It's been a while. I can't wait to catch up and I have so many questions for you. Um, do you find it, or did you find it, um, as things were evolving sort of back to the new normal or to the new normal, mm-hmm. um, is it difficult to, and is it like starting over because you were away from the classroom in person for so long, all those things you were talking about, does it take a while to, to get back into the routine of that? yeah
5: yeah i definitely think that (laughs) that's an accurate statement that it takes a while to get back into the routine um the fall semester right so that would have been fall of 2021 coming coming back to school um i no longer wear a mask and for me that feels like a watershed moment and that took wow that took until i guess a month or two ago um, so now it feels like a, dis- a distant memory, even though it was fairly recent, but yeah, coming back to in the fall of 2021, right. It was masking and, and, and kids were still being quarantined and cove outbreaks and, and just kind of, it just felt like, Oh, well, we're not ending. Like we were thought with all of this, um, uh, in the last school year, we're carrying it forward. And so that was, um, it was a lot, but also wasn't a surprise, right. Cause we used to it at this point. It was just it just logistically made things difficult. Uh, student attendance always is an issue, but with that, it kind of makes it forces it to be more of more of something to consider. and then uh, yeah, and just coming back after being out of out of the building, right, the students were and we always have reminders from our leadership, which is good as far as go for procedures just, you know, you got to demonstrate and explain how to act and how to do things, especially in your own classroom, right? And and in the the school at large. Um, But it just felt more as far as there is more lift and more need to explain how to behave and how to, you know, just talk to other people, um, how to respect the building and how to respect materials, right? It just feels like there's been, if they haven't been in a building and being held to account with that, it's just been like they've. I guess the nicest way to say it would be is that they've forgotten how to act, um, and so you have to remind them constantly. And so that fall semester was mostly that. I mean, once the quarantining died down and 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 things kind of leveled out there, it was you know I'd say we, it was a, a nice a bit of a nice time period as far as October, November, December's being new normal, uh, and the fact that it felt like kind of back before COVID times, right. um, just just with masks um, on. And in our school district went mask optional fairly early at some point. I don't know what, when exactly it was, but I feel like maybe it was, I don't know, November, December, but I might be inaccurate with that. It could have been January or something. Um, so it, kind of that evolution took place as well. So it's been interesting. Uh, and if you've talked to other teachers, which I'm sure you have, or even just notice news, uh, shared by other teachers or educational folks just been re- exhausting <laughs> is a good, word. Is, is a good, uh, is a good word for it, which, you know, kind of reminds me of my first and second year of teaching, um, back 2018, 19 and in 1920. Um, but it's, it feels a bit different in that it's like, there's so much social emotional work with the students. Um, cause almost everyone has a, a, a crisis, whereas it feels like back in the day, that was the exception. Um, but now it's just that it feels like all, I don't know, my perception, it feels like the students are having a much more, much more difficult time, I guess, this school year with many, many things going on, which is, I think everybody the public at large, right? With
2: sure.
5: <laughs> uh, world events and things, but it's just been, I guess, exhausting. And why is that stemming from social emotional needs of students, of coworkers? Um, I know you talked to other educators, uh, even coworkers, just taking time for them to be there f- for each other. Um, certainly, I've been in bad spots this year as far as just being overwhelmed and having times where things are too much. Um, and so, just having each other to lean on has been very um, important and notable. I guess, from my perspective this year,
1: um, I know Corey Taylor um we spoke with her, and mm-hmm. she talked about the importance of counseling and uh, mm-hmm. mental health and has there been any um like is there an on site counseling or anything mm-hmm. like that for for students or faculty that may need that and-
5: yeah, yeah, it's. It's a good question um we do have we have a dedicated we're a small smaller school relatively as far as uh we're a middle high um you know so and we're smaller than the other other surrounding middle school and high schoolers we graduate about uh high schools in the area we graduate about usually in the 70s as far as a graduating class which is um you know fairly small although i think it's larger than some of some other local schools well so um we have one dedicated counselor for middle school and one for high school and they are available and they're really 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 outstanding and great at what they do um they just of course have a lot just (laughs) all of us as far as their their caseloads and things like that um so yeah they're available and they're very active as far as what we see um, with students and even they we had our uh, PLC is just call it simplify it to layman's term. a teacher meeting uh, generally about once a week once a week um, and they even came in this this past week and had it was a, a, a mindfulness session I think Corey would have really appreciated it because they you know it was stop everything right don't worry about work um, how to be mindful practicing like just and just talking human to human um in that meeting. So so yeah, they're they're active with students and then they especially recently, like in this past week, are are active with with um uh, staff, which I, I I really appreciate because that's that's it's been challenging. I mean I've had coworkers to to message me and just say, well yeah, I just laid down my head today in the middle of class and told the students I need a break and like for five minutes. And I was like, <laughs> oh but yeah, I, I feel that. <laughs> it's just uh, especially and especially it's been interesting, I guess, I like now, I don't say we're comfortable or we're 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 good because I feel like that's that's a facade or that's you know, making it too rosy of a picture. But I feel like we're better now than the past few months, especially in the fall and then here in in the winter um were very challenging as far as I feel like there were students who just test all the limits and they go extremely uh, I would say as they say as students say go hard uh in how they you know operate as far as their behavior and, and it's unfortunate but right we've had many students uh well, it's relative term, but I mean, where where day to day day to day classes were, I don't want to say unbearable, but nearly um, impossible, not unbearable, but just extremely. Oh, the, the word I'm looking for felt ineffective because you had students who were so disruptive and needed such social emotional support, whether discipline or positive incentives, even um, that it was just like, you know. Well did I even do anything? Today? Right.
6: Um
5: and, and um since then, you know, there's and I hate to use the terms shipped off, but that's kinda or we change schools on their own, right? There's there's been that dynamics of, of students being quote unquote shipped off or um and not a lot not a lot, but just a few, a few and and that can change your classroom. Um I can't even I I can't even explain and put into words. Um just how a classroom can change due to, dare I say, bad actors or, you know, having good personalities in the room. Um, And it's been it's been both. Honestly, we've had students switch to um, quote unquote virtual with uh, the school district, and we've lost some really good personalities um, through that process. That's been pretty frustrating. Um, But then at the same time, there have been students who uh, we, we, teachers talk to each other, and we do not know what to do um, to help some of the students. As far as you know, we call it home, we talk to the student 101, like we bear it all for the student, as far as like tears and, and true emotions. And then, you know, it's just what do you do at that point? And so, that's that's kind of been what <laughs> I think about as far as the the growth of this school year. Um, and I call it growth because, right? It was it was diff- very difficult until this point. It still, is difficult. But I feel like we're at a better place than we were here before. And the students are going to or getting to places where they're better. They're better as far as you know, more structure for some of the uh, some of the students, especially who are maybe extremely disruptive. If they need more structure, or you know, more autonomy as far as if they are switching to that virtual option um, it's called Knox inspire Academy in our school district um, and and I just I know I've gotten to the point where I get I well I wish them the best and I hope that it's better for them in the long run I mean what more can you do in those students who are in our classrooms right you know, we're gonna keep moving forward and we're gonna try to make keep it as positive and 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 effective, right that, that key term effective as we can as far as our education um, as far as social skills and, and content, right? right.
1: So do you remember the first thing, uh, like a dance or, uh, the first event that happened, uh, you know, that after,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, what was that like or what was like <laughs> the first time?
5: <laughs> yeah. Um, earlier than you might expect, I guess, uh, probably not too long after our first call. <laughs> um, yeah, like I said, I just stopped wearing my masks and that's K N ninety five, right? Pretty kind of serious fairly recently a month or two ago, I guess. Um after and here's a spicy you no know, after I got COVID.
2: <laughs> yeah. But
5: but uh <laughs> but uh back that the first event that really to me was like, oh, okay, well this feels like we're we're pulling out of the trough, right? As far as for flying an airplane or a boat or whatever it is. Um, was actually back in May with, with our prom. Um, we had a prom and, um, it was in our cafeteria and the doors were flung open. So, you know, ventilation in that regards, but still, still it was, you know, got a lot of, a lot of people close together. And I, was I nervous and anxious? Uh, yeah, probably, but I was mostly, mostly watching from the wings and also that we had an outside seating area. So I was mostly out there just, um, chaperoning, but, um, that felt, um, that felt, like, you know, back to normal because many of students didn't have masks. <laughs>
1: were, were they dancing, you know, like
2: six oh, yes. Art? Oh Oh,
5: no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, socially, dis- no, no, no. were they dancing uh, as normal like, as teenagers do at a prom? Uh,
2: yeah. <laughs> 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 yep.
5: Yeah, and that's what we, we we all looked at each other as far as staff and faculty. So we looked to you know the principals. I, we all just look at each other like, do we wear the mask here? Do we wear it over there? Do we wear it? <laughs> do we wear it this way or that way? And then it got to the point where like, yeah, we'll just be outside and and watch as we can, <laughs> or or be inside and do what you want. Right? You had back then. It was I felt like more. You had some people wear masks, some people didn't, and and etc. And then so that was kind of like the first, I'd say the first event. And then since then it's just been, been pretty well, uh, as if nothing's ever happened, which <laughs> is, is an interesting way to put it. But like, uh, I was wearing my mask, you know, into basketball season this, this year, um, back in what late fall, early winter as the winter started up. Um, and I would be one of the few people wearing a mask anymore <laughs> back in like, say early January in the gym and such. And, and I was like, "Oh well, okay." <laughs> so, and then it just got to the point where um, I, I we were going to archery, archery tournaments, and I'm pretty sure that right there's a lot of people what those can be. It depends. And I was just around a lot of other coaches and things and my, our kids for hours on ends, on end. And I'm pretty sure that's I picked up COVID myself, um, got it sick and. It took me, uh, I don't know, maybe something like five days, four or five days, just to go through it. I had a sore throat, um, then a runny nose, and very, very mild cough, almost no cough, and you know, just feeling down. And that was about it. Like I said, about four days, maybe five days, and then after that, thank thankfully, praise the Lord, pulled out of it. But uh, that was fun, or not. <laughs> yeah. it was it was uh it was interesting because i feel like we're all waiting either to get it i mean i had i had two vaccines and then a booster shot as well so um and, and i think they performed as expected in terms of it felt like a cold and i didn't have to go to the hospital and i was fine, quote unquote fine um as a result so uh,
2: so
1: from a scientific way of thinking
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, for those that will say, okay, you had two vaccines and you're boosted and you still got COVID um, you know, how do you, how do you counter that um, <laughs> scientifically?
5: Yeah. My, my, uh, I feel like I've heard that from my dad or brothers as well. Cause you know, <laughs> it's, I feel that it's, it's shared pretty popularly. Right. Well, Well, vaccines don't work then if you if you get (laughs) sick anyway. And I'm like, well, actually, uh, right? You get you get people get flu vaccines and they still get the flu, or people get whatever thing and they'll still get sometimes you know still get the disease. And they will say, well, a lot of people, a lot of people had the COVID vaccine, you'll get covered. Okay, sure, but it was for me. I I've had regular cold and flu season stuff that's been worse than my COVID experience, but I attribute it to, right. Um, I'm a runner, <laughs> so I'm pretty, pretty, uh, physically fit. And it seems COVID, uh, is most difficult for those on the other end of that spectrum. Um, and I don't have any underlying conditions, praise the Lord. Yeah. Um, I'm thankful for that. And that's again, another factor. And then, right. The vac I did have the vaccines, I still got it, but my experience was very, very minimal as far as, um, Suffering—I don't want to use that term, right? Because it was so mild. It was just like a, it was a cold for me. I mean, I've had—I've had other stuff that's gotten in my chest, as far as bad colds. Um, got bronchitis back in college, and such. That was much worse experience than what I had. So, as far as yeah, speaking to the folks about the vaccines, I would say I'm quite happy with my retur- the return on my investment. <laughs>
1: Okay, well, that's a good way to <laughs> sum it up. Um, do you feel like you're building the plane while you're trying to fly it um, <laughs> as you navigate through teaching?
5: Uh, yeah, that's not a whole new feeling, but
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Is it a bigger plane or, you know? I mean,
5: yeah. But that's uh, like,
1: really, like, long it's, over the whole experience
5: yeah, yeah yeah it's it's that's it's an interesting question right yeah we're i feel like that analogy was was most relevant whenever we went out of school right and we were doing all vig, uh, digital things and and whatnot like we had you know this had never happened before so we were kind of build, building that plane as it happened now we're coming back it's like I'm not sure. Maybe I we're switching. we we your motorcycle <laughs>
2: now? Yeah,
5: <laughs> yeah. we we've, we've, yeah, we've switched to now instead of a plane, it's a minivan, and it needs refurbished. So that's what, we're, <laughs> <like we're, laughs> that's what it feels like. Uh, yeah, so it's like we're back to normal as far as pre-COVID with school goes because, you know, no masks. COVID isn't a big deal. Kids are out now for stomach bugs as much as... They are for anything else with the flu. We have a couple kids off the baseball team right now who have flu-like symptoms, which at this point could be anything, but they're sick is is all we know. And uh, so it's interesting. For me, it's like we're back to normal, except at least for my school, and I hear it's it's similar for other schools, but I don't know that it's universal and I don't want to speak for other schools, that just the attendance is still – very 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 challenging um i don't know where they are and i don't know what's going on but i've i felt i feel like like we had probably the most students the beginning of the school year and that was that was great and you know we had masks and fighting that mask battle and that was frankly very annoying because i hate being the mask mask police but um (laughs) It's like, yeah, do what you got to do. And and it was fairly optimistic. And then we've evolved throughout school year. Now we have no masks and all regular activities. Um, But, yeah, students just aren't coming back as far as regularly attending school. And, like I said, it's just – maybe it's just – our school is an exception, but I feel like that isn't, isn't necessarily true because I, what I hear is the find of other, other places, but I don't know for me, it was, you know, I, I didn't grow up and go to school with, with pandemic like this, but it was, it was just everybody attended school. Like you, you went to school and, and I'm, I'm at least personally, I'm not seeing that. Um, I teach 11th grade. So with my, my juniors, um, and I don't know what to do because I keep expecting, you know, we'll come out of that. And then these kids who have been missing will just show up and they're not. And we're in the last quarter of the school year already. And so to me, I just, that's, that's been the hardest thing is that, you know, and then you have a, if they do come back, they're like, well, you know, they'll say, I haven't been here in a while. I'm like, I know you haven't been here in <laughs> two, two or three weeks. And so it's, it's physically wow. impossible to like, Explain everything to you that we're not talking about. Um, but we'll do the best we can and try to just get you, you know get them, get them up to speed or just jump in where we're at and and pick up. But then you know two days later they'll be gone for again. um, so that's the the toughest thing to me and and I don't know what what to do, whether it is whether it is or what the cause is, whether it's apathy or whether it's fear of something or just, Disenchantment with you know yeah. uh, attending school, but I don't know. To me, I, I, I'm I'm a very you know rule rule and order type person. I'm like it is legally mandated. You have to come to school, <laughs> so I don't know where where people are, and, and, and it's just shocking. You hear that juniors heart. out there, yeah. <laughs> But it's it's just it's it's shocking to me. Um, just because I'm personally, you know, my school experience did not see truancy like what I'm seeing now and and again it's not to point fingers or anything because we're all trying we're trying to make the classrooms as you know welcoming as possible and we do have i would say have really good relationships with our students especially now as the year we're starting to think about coming to an end like laugh and talk and we know each other well but I just don't know where a lot of the students are. And it seems like they've either switched schools or we had quite a few who switched to that virtual Inspire Academy and 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 things like that. Um, It's just been that's been for me, I guess, the the hallmark of the school year. So I was like, what's most notable is just truancy, I guess. And and the absence of of students and, uh, you know, my question would be, where are they?
1: Uh, well, with the weather warming up, they'll all be at the lake. Um, so, oh, yeah, that's yeah. where you go get them. Um,
2: at least in my yes,
1: Anstown, yes. Used to you take a bus and go gather them up
2: uh, and bring them back.
1: <laughs> but um, you know, speaking of like being gone someplace, so uh, mm-hmm. have you traveled since? Uh, how what's that been like during the pandemic? Have you been just close to home or what's
2: going
5: uh, on <laughs> yeah that's that's been my favorite part I guess I used to not like traveling at all which is ironic I feel like or, or a funny change of uh, heart or, or lifestyle um, I couldn't stand We I'd go see my cousins and aunt and uncle when I was little and that was about two hours away or two and a half you know uh, factoring stops and I just hated the trip I was like it's so long and oh my gosh and then now I live in a nine to ten hour drive from where I grew up in Pennsylvania. And now because I've made that trip for the past approximately it'll be four years, I've lived here in Kentucky this, this summer. Um, now I've done that trip many a times. It's just like nothing. Thing, you know? and if I drive two hours, it's like I did last weekend in Louisville and back on last Saturday. Two and a half hours ish three well it was snowing so it was really bad it took longer three hours up and then two and a half back um that's it's just the blink of an eye now so yeah i no longer um dislike traveling as i used to and and i went to since i talked to you i've been to a couple places for weddings in pennsylvania i'd say western pennsylvania and then um my good friend from college got married in um south dakota so i was there in um november which you would think i packed a lot of warm clothes for south (laughs) dakota in november but but again for me i'm person of faith praise the lord he's good to me and good to us um it was it was a a heat wave for them in november and you didn't even you know it was just regular regular fall clothes as far as Nice. Pants and a shirt, maybe a light jacket. Yeah, so I got up there and got to see the Black Hills. um I flew from Knoxville up to flew Knoxville to Denver, which Denver Airport felt like I was in a spaceship. It was very cool, and then flew to um, South Dakota. Oh, Rapid City, Rapid City, and and got to check out, like I said, the Black Hills um Sturgis which is
2: (laughs) yeah uh, surprises
1: (laughs) me to hear you were there yeah the
5: the wedding the wedding was just just down the highway um from and you know a few backcountry roads from Sturgis so it was uh very neat to to go and see that I I really liked the area was beautiful um and it was just a really really neat experience to to go up there and drive a rental car around like it was mine and pretend for a bit. (laughs) And and, uh, yeah, just, just live the life. And Fred's wedding was wonderful. It was very beautiful. They uh, vary on brand because they both work on a, uh, a cattle operation where it's big on like bulls and, and breeding and genetics out in Nebraska. Um, And so uh, they both like, you know, people, Tie a knot at the ceremony, or they plant a tree, they um they branded a cowhide, <laughs> and it was awesome. I was I was like, this is one of the coolest things I've ever seen at a wedding.
2: <laughs> Do you but have uh, yeah, that's that great. <laughs> What's that?
1: Do you have pictures of.
5: Your- <laughs> I I know she she posted pictures, so yeah, I could share them with you. It's just. It was it was very interesting i i kind of i really like that I appreciate more and more as i attend more weddings right each has their own customs and in regional flair as far as uh, the weddings i went to in pennsylvania versus that south dakota one um mm-hmm. it was it was very very interesting lots of um cowboy hats and, and string ties whatever they're called and then uh Dancing, uh, two steps and such. That was a, it was a. It was a, it was a <laughs> I mean, I, I couldn't do it. I, I can't dance worthwick but it was. uh <laughs> it, was, you heard it, here it was a fun
2: time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
5: exactly. Uh, so, so that was fun. And then my other, you know, uh, well, I went to 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 Tennessee. Um, where did I go to? Roan Mountain. Um, so close to, I think, the North Carolina border. I even went up to North Carolina border on the Run mountain um and just stayed in airbnb that was in like the loft of a barn and it was beautiful and it was i don't know just random things i, I like airbnb a lot because it's just you can go stay somewhere that's feels like home um, away from home and just do what you want to do as far as if it's shopping or historical landmarks or hiking like myself um it's that was a lot of fun and that was in uh the start of christmas break this year uh, and then the big thing, the gem and the crown for me was, uh, I went to Alaska in October to visit my, uh, aunt and uncle as they live in, uh, Sitka. So they moved there, uh, interestingly from, um, Pittsburgh, uh, several years ago. They, uh, you know, their kids had they're empty nesters their kids, my cousins had grown up and went on with their lives. And, and so they... Up and moved to Alaska, and wow. so I, I have I haven't yeah I hadn't been up to visit yet. um And I said, hey, if fall break was here, it's back again. Back in October, we've got we've got I think it was a, a full week. Yep, a full week, and so I could definitely make that work. And so I flew out of Cincinnati to Seattle, wow. uh, Se- Seattle. I made that a whole thing because my layover was about you know. I got in the, that night and like the next day I didn't leave until the afternoon. So right. I uh, stayed at a hotel and then took the train across the city and checked out the University of of uh, Washington, I believe it was. And then, um, yeah, so experienced that and then flew flew out. Then that day and, and got made it to Sitka safely and, and just hung out with my aunt and uncle for for several days. Um, and they have a small boat, uh, up there. And just the thing is you fish, everybody fishes up there. And so, uh, <laughs> went out fishing for, um, what's the fish? Uh, halibut right. halibut's the big thing up there. And, and just got to see wildlife and beautiful parts of Alaska. It was just, I don't know. I can't even, can't even convey, right. How beautiful and, and amazing it was as far as that trip. And then, uh, we had a great time, and then I flew back. To the, I think I did Juno, and then back to Seattle, and back to Cincinnati at the end of fall break. But yeah, and that was that was neat as far as um, the COVID implications too, right? And Back in October, we were still, and I feel like the airlines are still still masking now, but um, yeah. especially back especially back then, and in the airports, right? It was just universal masking in the airports on the planes, and so. I, and I was fine with that. I just you know just came like wearing glasses to me. But uh, I had a very, very, very close call in uh, Chicago coming home. Um hopefully be back to work, be back at home at that uh a Sunday evening so I can make uh work, you know, the next morning, Monday morning I think it was, and and we got delayed in Rapid City leaving, uh or no, sorry. Um, well, this is a different trip. Now I'm mixing my trips together. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I am mixing my trips. Yeah, yeah. So the the Alaska the Alaska trip, I think I came back and it was fine. Okay, so the, yeah, that trip that was fine. I returned and it was all good, I believe. But the the wedding in South Dakota. See, I mixed them together and I couldn't remember which was which when I returned. Um, leaving Rapid City was delayed, and then uh, we flew to Chicago, and then had to fly back to Knoxville. And I already had a tight, it was like one hour layover in Chicago, but I had like an hour um, delay in Rapid City leaving there. And so I ended up in a strange situation um, of running across Chicago O'Hare from very different locations (laughs) as far as in the airport um, with, you know, my, my only took carry, carry on bags just to minimize my luggage. And thankfully I did because I don't think I would have got my bags, but uh carrying all that in i believe i was in my cowboy boots because you know it was, it was in south Dakota, and then uh and the, the kn95 which i had to wear not only in the plane but also in the airport so <laughs> i was running as fast as i could across chicago hair with that on couldn't breathe sweating like wild it was just uh it was just quite an experience and i made my flight just barely so so yeah it, it, All the trips were very fun and then of course the the travel requirements as far as the masking and such made it um interesting to say the least
0: (laughs) so it sounds like you're looking forward to summer vacation this year
5: (laughs) yeah that's uh the understatement of today but yeah yeah yeah, no i mean we we all do um i was talking about this with somebody from my church as far as you know, he said, well, I knew, believe it or not, I knew some teachers uh, when he lived in McCreary County, he's a former pastor of my church, some who, who would just do away with summer break and go all year. I'm like, I don't know any teachers who would want to do that. <laughs> 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 I don't know who those people are, but I don't think they uh, they are around these parks anymore or, or they've changed their mind. I don't know. But yeah, it's uh, it's coming up here and definitely looking forward to it and I, I guess I'm really optimistic as far as the coming school year, and I said that last year, but um, like I feel we're at such a spot that it will be, Lord willing, a pretty well full return to normal come um, fall of of 2020 as far as the school year goes, and I'm I'm really looking forward to that. I won't have to police anybody to wear their mask properly, and right. and and you know have conversations about having 50% attendance in the room, I hope at that point. Um, So, so yeah, we're optimism for next school year. And like I said, we're, we're at a good spot right now to finish out this school year. Just, uh, just looking for for students to come back and, and this summer break will be, will be much needed by students, by teachers, by admin, by everybody. And then, uh, and the, the teaser, I guess, is that I I am supposed to go on a somewhat cross country, um, camping trip with a friend who teaches over in Somerset. Um, so I'm supposed to go to parts uh, of Texas and then across to things like, is it Carlsbad national park or caverns or something like that? And then Guadalupe mountains. I'm not even sure. I'm I'm terrible. I need to look into it more myself, but I just know that
0: somewhere.
5: I
2: don't know. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
5: So that's, that's to be that's uh, supposed to happen here in, in June. So, uh, yeah good things good things to come so i'm thankful for that
0: that's awesome well we wish we'll you the definitely best definitely look forward yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, thank okay. you we uh you know that we uh will look forward to hearing about that and uh <laughs> you know the next school year on our next uh update show just so you know, you were on May 2nd. I went back and looked. and
2: uh, Okay. Yeah. Oh,
5: okay. All right. Well, yeah, then. Um,
1: That's I'm, very close. So. Yeah, yeah.
5: Right. Um, uh, immediately thereafter, if not about that time, um, we had that prom that I talked about. <laughs> <All> right, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was basically we we had an interview, and then it went to prom, and it was felt sent semi-normal <laughs> there you go <laughs> but, yeah i i appreciate you guys uh taking the time just to talk to for i don't say average folks but i, I feel like average <laughs> folks like us
2: work, <laughs>
5: working working in the field of education and and, and just kind of spotlighting that it's oh, it's yeah. not easy not easy by any means so um and i appreciate you taking the time kind of
0: Always, the, always a pleasure to sure. uh, get updates and see how things are going. I know it was challenging. Sure. Didn't know how challenging it was. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. And rewarding.
5: and rewarding.
2: And rewarding.
0: Yes.
5: yeah, And rewarding. Yeah. 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 There's many a times when I get choked up thinking about students and what they're up to or going through or, you know, overcoming. Yeah. Uh, that's for sure,
2: so.
1: I just feel like we should be playing. He's one of the good ones right now. Like, <laughs> that's what I. If I could dedicate a song, um, that's what I comes to mind. That's a, that's, a great, really can...
5: that's yes, a great song. That's a
1: great song. So like, I feel like you you are one of the great teachers, and I'm so glad that you have come to this area, and Thank uh, you. students really can benefit from from you uh, and you from them. So yes, uh, oh oh yes.
2: Path. That's
5: yes, yes, high. ma'am. I, I agree. And, and coming from a, a former teacher, that means a lot. So thank you very much.
1: You're welcome. All,
3: All right. right. <laughs> well, I can't
1: tell you that song, but if I could.
0: <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. All right. We're going to pause this one, this podcast. And Jonathan, thank you for being here.
1: Well, Dean Whittaker, it's been a while. Welcome back to Backstory Sessions. We're really happy to have you today.
6: Well, thank you very much. Thanks for asking. And, yeah, it has been a little bit. I think the last time we talked, I was working with veterans at the Radcliffe Veterans Center. And yes. Really, yeah. Yeah. So,
1: so, yeah, update us. We want to know what's been going on.
6: Yeah, Um Beginning January 3rd, I started a position as chaplain at the uh, Robley-Rex uh, Louisville VA Medical Center. So I'm working at the hospital now. Um, still working with hospice and palliative patients. Uh, so um, that's a similar you know, group of folks that I'm working with, but uh, at a different position. So,
0: Well, congratulations on that. Thank you. Yeah. Are you enjoying
1: Was it? it uh... Go ahead.
0: Are you enjoying a new position more than your last one, or is it about the same? Or,
6: um, I think,
0: you know, I really enjoyed the last position as well, and
6: it's just a little different being in a hospital context, but I'm grateful for the opportunity as well, so yeah.
0: That's good. Go ahead, Kat.
1: Uh, I, I was just going to ask, was it a difficult decision to make the change uh, into the hospital setting?
2: Um, in
6: in some ways, yes. I mean, I have wanted to be in a hospital setting originally. So it's kind of a fulfillment of uh, I did my training at the Lexington VA hospital. So um, it's uh, something I've been hoping for for several years. But at the same time, it was hard to leave the the folks, the guys that uh, I was working with in the long term care. So Sure. So the Veterans Center in Radcliffe is a long-term care center, so uh, basically like a nursing home. So um, those guys what's, are.
1: What's it been like um, with COVID and restrictions and working in these settings, and like, what kind of challenges does that has that presented?
6: Yeah, I mean it's it's uh, kind of sad to say that it's become such second nature to put on a mask every day that. Um, you know, you almost forget that you have that, but uh, it has been challenging for sure. Uh, the last two years have been um, made a huge difference in healthcare, particularly and in this both settings. Now, when I was at, working with the long term care, every day I got tested for COVID every single day. Wow. Right. For, uh, you know, for I guess close to a year. Um, and then it was twice a week, and then finally down to once once a week, uh, as things got. Um, but, um, yeah, it's just a, it's just a real challenge. Um, but I think it's helped all people to become more aware of, of just, um, working harder to make sure that we don't transmit things, especially in a hospital setting, you know, when we go to visit folks and stuff. So it's been very hard on the residents because of not being able to have family come in. Um, and at the hospital setting, the only time folks are able to have their families in is if they're um, end of life. And so we do have some folks that that get that for that reason, but otherwise they don't they're not allowed visitors. so um, it's, it's difficult.
1: Uh, do you Do you feel like um, the the pandemic has had an adverse effect on on the health of people? Simply because of maybe not having their, not being able to see their family anymore, and they just become like there's not much to live for. Um,
6: yeah, certainly, I, I know that it has taken a toll. And of course, as an as a world, we're in collective grief in several ways now. But especially right. endemic, um, we don't even really know the ramifications of the toll that it's taking on. All of our health, you know, in the sense of uh, community and and uh, things that way, but um, certainly it was much harder for these residents. And I did I did watch, uh, and, and we we did the best job we could do um, team wise, you know, uh, the medical staff, myself, and then uh, recreation staff and things like that to make sure that these these guys and. Their families knew that we were doing everything we could do. Lots of FaceTiming, you know, lots of um, thank, thank God for technology, lots of ways to try to help families make those connections, even though they couldn't be there in person. So window visits, uh, all kinds of things. But yeah, it certainly took t- it did take a toll. And
2: i and-
1: thought about like, what if this would have happened, you know, in a time before technology before we were able to like you know a lot of people have said goodbye well I know even with my mom it was through an iPad Um, so I just wonder like you know without technology a lot of people would not have gotten that opportunity to you know spend final time even if it was disconnected through technology it was still you know at least something
6: exactly yeah well and it you know it kind of makes this at least it causes me to kind of think back to the time before technology was as um, as available as it is now and, and as advanced as it is and you know like in in war times when people all they had was a possible letter and yeah. if they did, they did or they didn't get that or a telegraph, you know, a, a telegram uh, message. Um, and, yeah, it just sort of makes that it brings that up much more close and personal to think about the advantage that we actually do have in these days um, with our technologies to be able to um, to care for people that way. It's, it's not certainly nothing takes the place of face to face, person to person. You know, um, physical touch and and uh, all that comes with with a face to face visit. But uh, we are we are kind of blessed to um, have what I sometimes I talk about it with with some of the residents. You know, because most of them are older folks. And I say, did you ever did you ever imagine that what we saw on Star Trek was going to actually be common that most people carried in their pocket? You know, that you can make a phone call and actually see the person and and have that kind of interaction. Of course, we chuckle about that, but it's it's kind of cool that we do have what we have. So.
1: And so what is their take on all of this, like on the pandemic? I mean, uh, people that have lived, uh, you know, a longer period of time and they've been through certainly some other difficulties, but um, do they ever like say how, how this compares is this like the worst thing in their lifetime or you know do they just take it all in stride because they've had you know a lot longer to yeah yeah more
2: things yeah
6: Yeah. by and large i think uh, most people we've all been floored by this um because while they they heard their parents maybe something because now i'm talking about you know the world war ii generation or whatever but which is few and far between even now. But, you know, we may have he- heard stories of World War One and, you know, the early, that that pandemic and whatnot. Um, but this is a different thing, and, and most people have not had anything to compare it to. Right. And, um. And while I don't think anybody really framed it as the worst thing that they've ever gone through, it's just the unknown of it. That makes it uh, so much more um, stark, I guess, in comparison to other things that you make it through, you know. Um, and also, I think, uh, especially being a chaplain and do, dealing with spiritual care, I do have a lot of folks that talk a lot about, you know, these look like the signs of the end of the time, you know. Sure. Uh, and uh, and with the things that are going on in the world currently, I mean, that's just added fuel to the fire. Um, and so, you know, I just listen and I say, you know, we've been in the end of time ever since, uh, Christ, you know, went to, uh, ascend to be with the father, um, because he said he was coming back, you know, um, and that we just have to focus on the day, the here and now, you know, we have this day, so how am I going to live this day? and especially with folks that are end of life and that are uh, hospice and palliative patients, um, there is a requirement, I think for peace and sanity to think, you know, I really can't deal in anything but today. I need to just focus on today. But I think that's true for all of us. I think that's one thing that maybe hopefully, um, even kids are picking up on that. Let's, let's enjoy this day. We plan for tomorrow, but we can't, live in tomorrow we have to live in the moment right and, uh, look back just to learn from the past but uh, this is the moment that we live you know this is this is as the scripture says this is the day the Lord has made and let us rejoice and be glad in it let's take this day so.
1: well I I think too I, I mean because I grew up in the 80s and um, you know certainly there were <laughs> Uh, things going on that were scary uh, but it it seemed like the u s was like I don't know unstoppable like like nothing like this could actually happen to us. Yeah. Uh, I guess is uh, you know to just like well nine eleven was kind of you know a wake up call of sorts like nobody it seemed like that could never happen either. But for, you know, the pandemic, it just seemed like everything, for everything to shut down and like all the things that happened, it was like in some kind of movie or something at, at first. It, I, it was just surreal to me is how it felt.
6: Yeah. So. Yeah. And, you know, couple couple all of the above with the fact that we live in a culture that loves to, I, I believe, breed fear. And it, it doesn't matter what uh, side of the political table you're on, or spiritual table, or religious table, the, our culture, our world likes to, it, it kind of breeds fear, you know? And while there are things that we need to be aware of and, and have a reverent fear or awe that, you know, things can change at any moment, um, I think that the anxiety that comes because we have bought into the idea that somehow we can be certain about everything, you know, that, and like you said, we, we grew up in a time I grew up in the eighties as well. When, um, America was invincible, the world was kind of on its thing and money was what we thought about and how to, how to do that and, you know, make more successful or whatever. Um, and Good so,
1: music, you know, it was just like a music. more yeah. carefree kind of time, it seems.
6: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think just the fact that we've had to sober up a little bit, I guess, um, not knowing that we even needed it, <laughs> you know, um, it has been such a shift. And, and we don't really know. I'm. I guess I think a lot about the younger generation and particularly children. And teenagers as well, but especially children. About we, you know, what is the impact that this will have in their futures? Uh, we can't we can't dwell in it, but we certainly need to not bury our head in the sand and be thinking about okay, how do we, how might we um, be a little more aware and maybe as prepared the best we can for some of the some um, of the outcomes that, that that will happen for the that generation. And certainly, you know, working with working with people with dementia, Alzheimer's, uh, you know, that those types of uh, diagnoses, you get all these people that suddenly, they everybody around you is wearing a mask, and I tried to deal a whole lot in in, in stating the obvious that that we got to the point as caregivers, you know, um, as staff, well, we know we got a mask on. We we've, we've, we've just acclimated to it. But for somebody who's having those types of mental difficulties, um, we need to be constantly aware that, you know, this person is there. Everything has been disjointed for them. Everything okay. is, is uh, hard to interpret, and so that was, a, that That has been, and still is a sort of a tricky thing, but you know, it was interesting to watch even some of those folks get used to it, <laughs> you know, like, um, but in the beginning that was very difficult, you know, why are all these people, are they all doctors? You know, am I going to surgery? What, what's going on here? Yeah.
1: I mean, it'd almost be like a Batman or, you know, I mean, like the really, um, uh, mm-hmm there are a few times that you can think about uh, like a reference where people were wearing masks, um, you know, usually it would be like, you're going to rob a bank, you're going to, you know, be a surgeon, something like that. You just like would not put a mask on, you know, that would be frowned upon if you were in public with a mask, people would be wondering like, you know.
6: Very suspicious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, 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 <laughs> a lot of, a lot of, uh, I think, you know, anxious sort of fear uh, that wouldn't maybe normally have been a a thing to have to deal with. So,
1: interesting. Wow. So, uh, what's the best part about the new job? What do you like most about the change?
6: Um, I mean, I'll I'll be honest. It is a the salaries is greater, <laughs> right. Uh, so obviously that's a blessing, um, but I think also the opportunity that that at least as it was presented to me to maybe do some further um, certification and maybe down the road some research. Um, um, those are the things I think that that drew me to want to be uh, in the uh, federal system and in the VA hospital system and of course that's where i trained and so uh you know i think there's if you have a good experience at something you know you tend to want to uh continue to give because i love working with veterans i really do because they've sacrificed and given so much and their families have. we talked about that i think the last time i talked with you guys right just the sacrifice of family as well um And so it's good to give back. It's good to, um, I I would be content serving. You know, I did some um, chaplaincy in the Children's Hospital in Knoxville for a year and did some hospice and, uh, you know, home visit type stuff. And while those were rewarding, I think it's just really good to be able to especially focus with better. Um, That's just my personal, I want to give back to those that have really sacrificed a lot. Um,
2: sure.
1: So, Matt, what do you think about, um, you know, all of this, um, the new career? and?
0: I mean, I, I think it's awesome. I mean, getting to do more of what you want to do and the place that you want to do it. And, uh, you know, it sounds like it's uh, a good step, um, you know. Yeah. Your, in your path. And, uh, we should all be so lucky.
6: Well, I appreciate that. And, and, uh, I recently had a a call from the chaplain who came in my, the position that I left at the veterans center. And so they have gotten a wonderful chaplain there. And so that, that was very, um, Assuring to me, you know, that they, they were able to get somebody in so quickly and that she seems to be um, have a good pulse on care for those folks. And and I was grateful to hear and that she reached out to me and and because uh, I had often thought and prayed and wondered, you know, how how they're doing, when are they going to get somebody in for them again? And and uh, so I was grateful and glad to know that, that that's been taken care of, too, as of uh, the first of this month. So. So they only went a couple of months not having somebody full-time and um, that's good that that was kind of affirming to me too that okay maybe this is a good this has things worked out you right,
0: know? yeah 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 so what's happening outside of work I mean uh, any big changes <laughs> in your personal life or anything like that N- not a
6: lot is happening outside of work because work tends to take up most of the time but right. um, but I uh, have uh, two of my kids or students here at U L, and the third one is uh, intending to come in the fall mm-hmm. um, has been accepted and everything so just kind of focusing with with them and and uh, honestly, it's kind of sad, but work and that's about it.
2: <laughs> well, well, yeah. So
1: have you moved to Louisville? Is that where you're living now?
6: Um, I'm still living in Bardstown and okay. uh, looking for a place in Louisville if something. The right situation can come up, but it's uh, not the best time of the world to be buying. It's a great right. time to sell homes, but <laughs> yeah. it's tricky time to be buying a home. So hmm. I'm kind of in transition
2: still. So
1: what is next? Um, you know, do you? Is it retirement? Is it you know another career path or is this this where the career ends? You think in this where you are now in the hospital setting, or
6: well, like I, I think I mentioned earlier, there um, research my hope would be to be able to do to gain the the further certification that I need, um, and then possibly to do the training for um, to be a supervisor for and a trainer for chaplains, and uh, that could. Possibly include some research as well, but yeah, those are those are big picture. Just uh, I don't know if they'll be fulfilled, but at least their goals that I have, um, I I do miss working with with uh, students in that kind of setting where people are learning and being stretched and uh, getting in doing hands-on uh, service, but then learning from that. And so the the CPE model is a great model because it's it's one. It's very similar in the way it's set up to the way student ministry was. I did for 25 years, you know, working with college students, getting them out there in the trenches, doing doing ministry, doing things, uh, serving the community, doing projects, mission, missions, uh, trips, and uh, ministry projects and things. And then coming back and learning, okay, what did I learn from that? What can I do differently? How can I do that better? Um, and So I, I would love to be able to transform and translate that same, um, I guess, philosophy into helping train chaplains. And the CTE model is a rigorous one because you're forced to do a lot of self and soul work, self-work, and, you know, what, what's this triggering in me and what's this about? Not the bad, but just to understand it better. And so I would love to be able to work with other folks as they're, you know, younger people going into chaplain service um, to help them be able to uh, become the best chaplains that they could be.
1: Well, that sounds like a great match, you know, for um, your interest and also uh, of just something that's kind of full circle in a way.
6: Yeah. yeah, And I hope that that happens. Uh, If it happens, it does. If it doesn't, I'm sure it'll be what it is. You know, just, again, trying to really take one day at a time truly and and, uh, move through it and with hopes toward what may be coming. But um, it's one thing about getting older. I don't know if you guys see this, too, but um, I suspect you do. But there's so much more about staying present in this moment because this is all we really do have.
0: That is true. Matt, yeah, <laughs> have you experienced that? Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, like, uh, uh, yeah, there's a lot of truth to that for sure. Um, I can't give you an example, but. Uh, <laughs> well, did... I mean, you know...
6: Thinking about when we were younger, I don't know about you guys, but I, I know, like I said, it was always, well, I don't know what the future holds, but I'm sure that it's going to be, and I hope that maybe I can do this and I can do that, and I'll do this and do that. And, <laughs> yeah. and it's okay. Those dreams and aspirations and even goals. Um, but the more we live and the more tenuous everything's become, like the world situation, yeah. Uh, this pandemic, it has hopefully helped people to slow down, And remember that really, all you really do have is today. So what's today going to be? And now, and you can plan for tomorrow, but let's not try to, I don't know. I I guess a lot of my training in in school you know, in college and, and even working with college students was a lot about, okay, let's make a five-year plan. Let's make a 10-year plan. Let's, you know, and while I'm not saying that that's not important to do, In addition to that, let's also learn how to be present right here, right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, today really, is, like like you were saying, today is really all you have. I mean, the future is unwritten and the past is gone, so. Yep. To push pause on this podcast, and uh, uh, Dean, we... Thank you for coming by and talking to us. Uh, always a pleasure. And I hope that we can do it again soon.
1: It has been a while since we heard from you and knew all the updates. I'm really, I really am proud and happy that you, you got to, to move into that position. That's great.
6: Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it.
0: As always, if you have any questions, concerns, or comments, you can send those to cat at IWritePlease at Outlook.com, or you can write to me at BackstorySessions at Gmail.com, or Matt at Level11Ventures.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.